Mama. A word that we all know, a word some of us hear a thousand times a day, and some are anxiously waiting for. It's a title accompanied by immense joy, deep loss, and hearty laughter. I'm Aubrey. And I'm Marin. We love mamas, and we love your strength and your sacrifice. We honor your easy days and the days where you hide in a closet. Because we have them too. We know that moms need moms, and that's where we come in. And the best part is, you can show up in your messy buns and sweatpants and we'll never know. In fact, we're probably in ours too. We hear you and we want to connect with you. This is your community. So welcome to our sisterhood. Welcome to our circle. Welcome Welcome to to the Mama Hood. Hi, Mamas, and welcome to episode three of the Mama Hood podcast. I'm Erin Bay here with Aubrey Grossen. Hey, we are so glad you guys have joined us today. We're actually talking about a topic that often goes unmentioned, um, but it actually affects almost every mom at some point in their motherhood journey, which is motherhood loneliness. We're so excited to talk about this today. But first, we are going to try something on all of our episodes just for fun. Um, (laughs) We decided we're going to share with you guys a fail. Things just go awry sometimes. (laughs) It's so true. And so um, we're going to be sharing one of our hard moments from the week and then a mom win too. Something that we felt went really right for us that week or something we learned or a new product we loved. And we're going to try and do this on every episode at the start. And um, I think it'll be fun. I know. And I want to hear what listeners have to say too about their mom fails and wins because (laughs) I feel like we all have them. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Do you want to go first? Oh man. (laughs) What was your fail? So this week, you guys... (laughs) I feel like I have a thousand fails to choose from. But I was I had a little boy over playing. Allie, if you're listening to this, it's totally your little kid. But we we he was playing at our house and I was doing something with the girls helping I think one of them go to sleep or something. I was in the other room and all of a sudden I couldn't hear the boys playing. And I was like I don't even know where they are. I thought they were downstairs maybe, like bouncing. We have a bounce house in our basement. So I go downstairs, they're not <clears throat> and I'm like pacing around my house my house isn't even that big and I'm pacing around my house like checking every room every bathroom could not find the boys anywhere I literally was about to call the cops and I'm like screaming like bloody murder for their names like I was so scared I was going out in my backyard screaming as loud as I can my front yard as loud as I like I I was a mess and there was one closet I did not check and there was a huge box that I didn't check and they were both just chilling in the box so that was probably my biggest mom fail because I'm like shoot what do I even tell the cops like I was just in the other room like (laughs) I didn't know what to do so what about you Mary so mine is by the way she just had a baby like 10 days ago you guys she's sitting here with her tiny newborn who is so sweet oh my gosh I'll take a picture by the time this airs she'll be she'll be a month old and by the way, if you guys hear baby noises, it's just because we're we both have sitting babies. here <laughs> with babies in arms. We have new babies. One at by the time you hear this, a one month old and a five month old. So, um, <clears throat> so mine is actually from a couple of weeks ago when I was still pregnant, but I have to share because it was just too much for me. But I went with one of my girlfriends, Telly, if you're listening, and we got um pedicures 
I was super pregnant and for some reason decided to wear skinny jeans instead of um, like leggings or <laughs> um, any type of... Yeah, but that's the worst when you go to get a pedicure. So I hike my jeans up and, you know, it's hard enough to get them up. And... <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, this gets so bad. And so they're super tight around like my swollen legs and they got super swollen there at the end <laughs> and she does the whole pedicure my legs are kind of turning purple oh my god and gosh. then at the end this poor lady she <laughs> she wants my pant legs down and she's pulling with all of her might and it will not come back down <laughs> i feel like mine does that because i just have kinkles like i don't even need to be pregnant and still have but that usually problem. when you hike up your skinny jeans you can get them back down but not when you're eight months pregnant so oh she's tugging and pulling for like a solid five minutes and it's the most embarrassing thing in my life <laughs> because my poor friend is like, are you okay? And yeah, yeah, that's not coming down. <laughs> eventually I'm like, just leave it. The poor lady was so frustrated. She rolls her eyes at me and gets up and oh walks away. It was so embarrassing. But that's anyways, hilarious. I had to, I kid you not, I went home, I iced my legs. I put... <laughs> Are you serious? I put them in cold water. I could not get them back down. And Dallin had to cut my skinny jeans <gasps> off of me. Are you serious? <laughs> he really did. I was going to say, that would be so bad if you had to cut them. But that was hilarious. <laughs> he had to cut them. My poor husband. <laughs> oh, I'd be like so sad to cut a pair of jeans. But man. Isn't that sad? That is hilarious. Yeah. I'm and dying. I had a baby a week later. <laughs> so I don't need those jeans anymore. I'm dying. Okay. So what was your win for the week? Oh, man. This one's harder, but I think my win, just short and sweet, I took all three babies to a museum last night, a kid's museum, and it was by so yourself. fun. By myself, yeah. And Go I you. just nailed it. And I fed <laughs> her, and I... Nailed I, it. Yeah, nailed it. So, short and sweet, but I think that's what it... For me, it was, because I'm, like, homebound with three, so... Mm-hmm. I felt so proud when I came home, <laughs> and I'm like, everyone's alive, everyone's fed. No they one? had chips for dinner, but we still <laughs> survived. <laughs> Um, my win for this week is I've never been on top of pumping breast milk when in that first few weeks. Yeah. And then I always wish I had more milk later because I only produce what I need. <laughs> so this whole week, it's been super time consuming, but I have pumped, I feel like, gallons of breast milk. <laughs> Are you serious? That's awesome. <laughs> Which I didn't do with any of my other babies. So I'm like, that's a win. I'd be me. proud of that. Here you go, girl. She seriously is amazing. She's just chilling here, like, so tired eyes, because she's had no sleep, but she's a rock star. She's doing good. And her epidural failed, which we will dive into another time. (laughs) But also Uh, yours, so. Yeah. We're going to have a whole birth episode. Don't worry. I love it. Okay, so like we said, we're addressing motherhood loneliness today. There are seasons and times in our lives that can cause loneliness. So, you know, it just comes in different shapes and sizes, whether you've just had a baby, like we've talked about with Marion, or have recently moved, or just having a hard time finding your village of moms. Whatever it may be, um, loneliness comes in, like I just said, in every different shape and size. So you can be feeling lonely in a crowded room. I mean, there's just so many different ways to feel that loneliness. Yeah. And we thought we'd start by opening up and sharing some of our loneliest motherhood moments with you, just because one of the most common misconceptions I feel on this topic is that you're alone in feeling this way. And there are a lot of reasons why I think we feel that way. Social media plays into that and we'll dive into that. But we want you to know that you're not alone in feeling like this. We've both felt this way 
in our life. Yeah, I, I just think it's interesting. I think you do. I mean, we'll talk about this with social media, but you do feel like when you're alone that you're the only lonely person. And I think it's funny because your next door neighbor could have that same type of loneliness. For me, I feel like the loneliest times I've had, um, we moved to Texas right after I had a baby about, he was like six months old. And so I didn't have any friends or family, you know, thousand, within thousands of miles away. And so I think that was a time of loneliness for me. And um, just, I think there's there's something about just having a baby that, that that loneliness creeps in. I don't know. Maybe that's that's happened probably every time I've, I've had babies. Um, is I, It just kind of creeps in when you're in the trenches of it and you're just trying to survive those nights and those days. I think the nights are long and so it just makes, it adds being tired on top of it all. So I think for me, it's definitely been those two different times and it's hard. It's hard. It's hard both ways, you know, whether I was physically away from someone or emotionally away from everybody, I felt like that that loneliness is still still just so deep and really hard. Mm-hmm. So I've never been like super far away from family when I had a new baby, but I mean, how do you feel like that affected it differently? Well, so <clears throat> I so actually when I was in Texas, I had that was probably my least lonely baby time because I had family and like family and friends come stay with me. So I loved it. I had 24 seven family for like eight weeks. And so I feel like that kind of cured my loneliness spell that I've had with my other two when I've been home and having a baby. So I think, um, just having them there at that time was awesome, but having babies when I'm close to family, you know, everyone kind of just gets busy in their lives. And I think that, you just, it is, it's just a lonely time. So since being home, you know, no one's going to take off work or away from their family to come <laughs> live at my, although I wish they would come live at my house for the week. You know, we live yeah. close to family so we can just drive to their house. But sometimes that makes it, makes it more isolated because you know that you can, but you don't. And so you just stay home. And I think that, yeah. I don't know, that's hard too. That's a really good point, you know, actually. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. What about for you? Yeah, I feel like I can speak to this um, right now, especially like in the last month or so, because we recently moved and we moved literally five miles away from where we were living before. But um, where we were living before, we had this really great close knit community we lived in a town home, so our homes were all like connected. Yeah. We all shared a backyard and we were all within like one minute of each other. And I had this community of moms there that I was super close with and super tight with, as well as my mom was a half mile from our house. Yeah. And I was a lot closer to my childhood best friend that I've had forever. And so I just felt like my community and my circle was so like established where we lived before and those first two months after we moved and I lost that community and I didn't have like my next door neighbor that I could just trade watching each other's babies with last minute yeah. so that I and could that's like, everything I know yeah being able to just say oh I have to run and like grab this thing at the store and I don't want to pack up all the kids can they just come over and play for like 15 minutes so losing that was actually a lot harder on me than I wanted to admit. I cried a lot over that loss of community and I felt 
super lonely and social media didn't help because I would see that was still happening and I was over here and they're still hanging out yeah and and, you're in a different spot and now things are great and we still get together and I just want to express that hope that it does get better and it does improve for me that was a really lonely time yeah it's one thing to be lonely when you're thousands of miles away but it's another to feel lonely when you're across the street and don't feel that connection too. Right. Um, whether you've moved a city or whether you just don't have that connection in general, I think that's, it's super hard. A few weeks ago, we did a poll and um, we asked how many of you... This was so crazy. ...are experiencing motherhood loneliness. Yeah, so crazy. And 96%... Blows my mind. I just, it's just so crazy. Like 96 that's yeah. huge. Yeah. It opened my eyes. Like when I saw that, I was like, oh, wow, I'm not alone. Yeah, everybody. Yeah. Everybody experiences this motherhood loneliness at some point. And even though it was hard to see that and kind of feel sad that so many are experiencing it, it also created this sense of hope or connection. Like we're all kind of going through this. That's what I think too, is we're all sitting here in our houses doing the exact same things, nursing these babies, loving on them or helping a toddler or whatever it may be. We're all in our own houses doing the same thing. And a lot of us are lonely and we could connect and realize we're all doing the same thing and do it together. (laughs) No, sometimes it just takes that first little step. Okay. So we We just asked, uh, in that same poll, we asked for tips and advice for what helps you guys combat loneliness. So before we share our tips, here are just a few of yours. Um, We just loved all, everything you guys said. Some of our favorites were to get outside, to go for a walk, or go to Target. (laughs) I feel like this one's huge. This one's huge. I, outside, I cannot even say enough how important it is to get outside. Just sunlight. For so many different reasons. It helps so many different things. <laughs> and go to Target. I just love that. <laughs> I know. So many said go to Target. I know, it's so I love hilarious. That. <laughs> um, adult conversations and play dates are huge. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard to get out, but I feel like once you commit to it, it's easier. <laughs> <laughs> hard to um, bail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hard to bail. Don't be a flake. <laughs> okay, some other ones you guys said were girls' nights, which I think is awesome. Those help a ton. Um, and then background, background noise. So like having music or just like listening to podcasts, adult conversations, I think are crucial. So whether that's from an app or whether you're talking to your friends on an app or just even in person, that connection is everything. I also love how many people on that same topic said, call your mom. Oh, I love that. I know. (laughs) Or like call somebody like, like a mom to you. Yeah. But I think the hardest part is when you're lonely you don't really have the desire to reach out. Like that's, yeah, that's been true. my problem at least. Like if I'm lonely, I want people to come to me in a way that, you know, and, and more than likely people don't know that you're lonely. So I don't know. I just, I feel like that's the, that's probably the most important time to reach out is when you're lonely. And that's the hardest time to reach out to. So I think that reaching out or trying to serve others when you're at your loneliest is just crucial to helping you get through it. Yeah, that's something, too, that a lot of you said was service. And just, I mean, I'm in this state right now where I'm being served a lot. Like, people have been bringing over gifts and dinner. And actually, um, I won't say who it was, but somebody brought me dinner the other night. And she just, on my front porch, opened up to me about how she'd just gone through a miscarriage and that she was in a really lonely time. 
and that she wanted to bring me dinner because that was helping her through that. And I was standing there going like, what can I do for you? Yeah. Um, but I do think there's and a lot. And you're over here with your baby. Yeah. That's so hard. I know. That's sweet of her. And, but she said, she's like, I signed up for this because I know that serving is what's going to help me through this like lonely time of my life. And I just thought there's so much to be said for serving others. I think too, it, it's knowing how to ask for help too. And how to, like if you feel um, offended that someone hasn't brought dinner over or hasn't asked how you are. I think it's easy to, to feel that way, but I think we just have to kind of recognize how we can ask for help, whether that sometimes that might be hiding behind our husbands and having them ask for it for us. But however it may be, I think asking for help too is huge, especially after you've had a baby. I love that though. Like not kind of sitting there and thinking, (laughs) where is everybody? Where is everyone? Why hasn't (laughs) anybody reached out? But Half the time, people don't know, I think. I think Mm -hmm. people just get busy with their lives. And, you know, there was a time even after I had my recent baby that I felt really lonely. And I was like, we moved all the way home from Texas. And I'm just just so so lonely. And I don't know why. And my mom just was like, it's because, you know, everyone gets in the swing of things. And it's not anyone's fault. It's just everyone just kind of gets busy. And you'll get there, too. And Sometimes it just takes a minute to get in the swing of life again. Whatever, whether you moved or just had another baby, whatever it is, like loneliness can be temporary. And I think remembering that helps too. It is temporary. That's so important. Today's episode is sponsored by The Baby Cubby, an online and retail boutique that specializes in creating magical parenting experiences. Remember when you were a child and you had that special place where you put all of your favorite things? That was your cubby. As adults, our whole life resembles a cubby. We all have limited time, money, and health. As a child, we would never put something we didn't love in our cubby, so why should that change as an adult? The Baby Cubby helps you to fill your cubby with the things that you love and that matter most, while also giving you the highest quality shopping experience. With features such as Cubby Moms, who are trained and certified to answer all of your questions, certified car seat techs, a kid's play area in the store, rewards, price match guarantees, and free shipping on orders over $25. We personally choose the baby cubby whenever we need anything from a last-minute baby shower gift to big purchases such as strollers, car seats, and cribs. You can visit the baby cubby in person at their Lehigh, Utah location, or if you aren't nearby, you can visit their online shop at www.babycubby.com. And don't forget, free shipping on orders of just $25. I don't think it gets better than that. Okay, back to the show. It's okay to be lonely. I think sometimes getting through like the hardest moments in our life is first like embracing and accepting what it is that we're going through and almost diving in head first to it. Exactly. And admitting it, you know, admitting Mm -hmm. that you're feeling that way. What helped me overcome this bout of loneliness I was having is that this time of life is lonely in a way. It totally is. It's a time where you are like you are isolated you and your kids and it's totally okay to just kind of let go of social pressures a bit Mm -hmm. and feel and like understand that it's just not going to be the same socially as other times in your life Mm -hmm. 
and it's a time for you to connect with your babies and really love that time mm-hmm. to connect love with that. them mm-hmm. and like just embrace I just feel like for me being able to say like okay I'm embracing this time in my life that I am alone with my babies most of the time mm-hmm. and that one day I'll miss I will mm-hmm. miss being with them all day long every day and That's I'll so wish true. I could do it again and also using this time to connect with God and like let him help you through it is also Mm -hmm. something like just embracing what you can use this time for there was a time in my life that it was before motherhood where you know I had actually called off a wedding and I remember thinking okay I don't I'm not getting married right now I'm not you know I don't have any kids it's just me and it was really lonely and I remember thinking I'll just marry God and that sounds so weird but I put my effort toward my relationship with him and I love that it was like a 180 of of your love for life and your reason to be here and it just kind of made me I don't know it just made me it gave me that foundation for when I did become a mom you know even though it's not I don't have that much time to spend you know doing the things I did I do have that time to spend with my kids and I think you can just like what you said embrace it and kind of memorize those days that you're in and yeah it's such it's such a time (laughs) it really it really is it's quite a time and I yeah and just being able to be like whoa this is my life right now Mm -hmm. that's okay like it's fine that I don't see my friends as much like it's fine that I don't connect with adults as much I don't know and and one other thing I'll just throw in and that's just coming to me is like if you if you do have a significant other lean into them too I've I've really learned to appreciate my relationship with my spouse a lot more Mm -hmm, totally in this time too and Mm -hmm. like telling him how lonely I feel and opening up to him about it totally so the next thing we want to talk about is stop comparing I love this and just understand that social media points a false picture and just promotes a culture of FOMO which I laugh about because I always talk to my sisters about this word fear of missing out (laughs) and I I crack up because it's a real thing and like so Mm -hmm. many people feel it and you know, everyone has a lot more time alone than they actually project on social media. So I don't know. I just feel like having that fear of missing out or FOMO. I, I honestly, if I'm being totally honest, I don't have that a ton. Um, I've, I do have loneliness sometimes, but I sometimes, but I don't really feel left out all the time. And I know that's a whole new thing of feeling left out. And, um, that's a whole new thing we could dive into too. But I think having, if you have FOMO and you're suffering from that, I think find a way. So like pretend you have friends that are going out for a girls night or whatever and you didn't get the invite, throw your own girls night, you know, like make your life what you want it to be instead of watching it from a bird's eye view at someone else's life, wishing you, that you were them or that you were with them. I think you have to do that. If you can't afford to go on a trip or if you can't do whatever it may be, I don't know what it is that you're feeling FOMO about, just figure out a way to make your whatever you're doing just as fun for you and and figure out what that means i just feel like fomo is such a decision you know it's such a choice to have fomo or not and i think i don't know choose to have the best of your life and don't worry about what everyone else is doing right i know a motherhood is so different now than it was even like 10 years ago before you were seeing constantly what everyone else is doing and it's, it's so not true. like we get on social media and post all day long, like when we're sitting, no makeup on, <laughs> you know, covered in throw up. That's not the time that we post. We post when and we're doing something. And that's probably something. like 90% of the day, you know? Yeah. I think so too. It's good to recognize that. So like, keep in mind, like what you're seeing of 
of people when they're with people is the highlight reel. It's not Mm -hmm. what's happening. Yeah, you can't compare their best to your worst for sure. I love that. Sometimes people will be like these fitness gurus and I'm over here with a bag of chips and I'm like, you know what? (laughs) They probably have a bag of chips every once in a while too. (laughs) Or like yesterday when we're on Marco Polo and you're like, I'm on a sugar detox and I'm like, I just finished a whole bag of Cadbury (laughs) eggs. So I love that. That There we go. Um, The other thing with this is, and kind of just what we're talking about with FOMO is be brave and put yourself out there. So if you feel like you're missing out, maybe insert yourself into places, go to the play group or the whatever that the mom club that you've been avoiding or start one for yourself. That's my thing is if you're having FOMO, be the ringleader of your new group, like start it and have as much fun as you want to have. I don't know. We were kind of talking about having just a few close friends is so key and Sometimes that's better than having a huge, like a thousand friends. Just even having one or two is sometimes more fun. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally, I love that. I, um, I feel like there have been times in my life where I've been feeling lonely or isolated and I avoid going to the mom group. I almost can't take that step to show up to mom club or yeah. to show up to whatever it is. But I think just like you said, like be brave, just go once mm-hmm. and you'll, you will feel so much better. You'll be like, oh, wow, this is why people come because there are other moms like me and we're connecting and we're talking. And and like you said, if there's not a mom club or a mom group or a play group or whatever, start one. Mm-hmm. Reach out to your neighbors or to some people online and, and form one because there's just something to be said about being together as a group of women mm-hmm. in the same stage of life, in person, totally. connecting together. I feel like it helps so much. And, and know that... Everybody is is kind of, you know, in different pages, but everyone's kind of worried about themselves. It's like when you go to the gym and you're like in a high fitness class, (laughs) in a high fitness class and you're so worried about everything. And it's like, no, everyone's just watching themselves like nobody. You know what I mean? Like no one's watching you. I know no one's watching you or worried about you. I think just you worry about you and you worry about It's not as scary as you think. Like people aren't going to be judging you for showing up or not showing up or how you look or what your baby looks like or whatever. They're all there worried about themselves and they're just going to be glad to have yeah, another friend there friend, exactly you don't need a huge circle I think there's this misconception that you need a ton of friends I know you need to constantly be talking to a new friend mm-hmm. or something but you don't I've just found that when I've simplified and I've just had a smaller circle of people that I really love and trust and can open up to and talk to about anything that is so much more valuable cool. to me than like a ton of than like a ton of friends but like a few close friends yeah i totally agree (laughs) we have a talker in here sorry (laughs) she wants to be on the podcast (laughs) it's her first debut (laughs) and so social media can be like isolating like we said or it can be so helpful it's so true there are just so many things that we have nowadays to connect with people Mm -hmm. and you'll find what you're looking for so if you want to find friends i mean you can find people that can be in your circle for that that. so instagram and facebook groups um and then marco polo we kind of mentioned before is huge to me that's been like one of the most helpful things a lot of moms use marco polo too yeah yeah so if you don't know what it is it's just an app that it's just a video app so it's not really social media it's um a connective app so you hop on you can add your close friends and then you can talk to them throughout the day which i love because it's like having adult conversations without leaving the house. Right. <laughs> I'm all about that sometimes. And at your own convenience. Like, FaceTiming, I feel like, is so hard to find that time to 
to both be able to FaceTime at the same time. But Marco Polo, it's like FaceTiming, but at your on your own time. And it's nice because the videos can be like endlessly long. <laughs> I so know. So you can have like real conversations on like, you know. Oh, yeah, I've been apps. I've laughed my head off on that thing. I've cried my eyes out. Yeah, it's a good app. And then listening to podcasts is huge for me throughout my day. It helps me to just not feel alone. It helps me to feel enlightened throughout the day. Um, Or even listening to like, if there's something religious that uplifts you, just listening to things. I think it's important just to know that you're not alone. Like what you said, 96%. That's crazy. You know, that's almost Mm -hmm. everybody. So I think just knowing that everyone feels that way and maybe reach out to those around you because they probably are, you know, it's kind of like when people say greet people like they're having the hardest day they've ever had. It's true. Like we're all are lonely and a lot of us can mask it really well. And I think it's important to realize how common it really is. Um, Something else that I feel is just so, so important is understanding that people probably aren't trying to not be with you. They just get busy. I just feel like it's so important to give people the benefit of the doubt because we would never intentionally not include somebody or not invite somebody. And so believe in the best in others too. And a hard truth that I think maybe would be hard for me to hear in the middle of loneliness is that it's self-inflicted. But it's kind of true. You know, I think... It, it is in a way, I mean, life circumstances can add to that, but I think that um, there's ways to get out of it, like what we had talked about and, or what, you know, what we've been discussing. And I think that's important to realize that it's not something that's permanent. You can definitely help yourself get out of it, whether that's, and if you've dived into a deeper level of loneliness with depression and all that, that's a whole, a whole different thing. But um, as far as just, you know, a typical maybe day of loneliness, just to kind of help you get out of this these are just some things that, that have helped us at least. It It is. It's a funk that you, through all these different things and uh, maybe other things we haven't even thought of, you can get yourself out of it. And it's possible. And I hope that's hopeful to hear. <clears throat> Another thing that we wanted to talk about kind of is just to be the friend you want to have for others. I think this is so important because I think so often we're like, oh, she's not really that good of a friend. Or <laughs> we think different things like that. But I remember in college, I had a friend come up to me and she's amazing. Mandy Sherman, you guys should find her. Um, She has cystic fibrosis. And so she lives her life like two. I mean, she just lives. Her life has been more full in her 30 years than anyone's in their 80 years, you know. And she said something to me. She said, um, when I first met her, she said, I hope you know that you can expect to have a a good friend in me because I'm a really good friend of people. And I don't know why, like it hits me so hard because it made me want to be that good of a friend back to her because she prides herself in that. And I think be the friend to that person that you want to have back. And I think people will reciprocate that back to you. I feel so passionate about this. I feel like this is the main thing to help you with loneliness is to just be that friend. I remember like having this click in my head two months ago where I was just like, you know what? It doesn't matter that my friends live far away from me now. It doesn't matter that my mom is far. I can still reach out. I can still plan. I can still be the person that I want them to be for me. And that was huge. Mm -hmm. And it worked. Mm -hmm. When you are a kind person, people reciprocate it. When you put light into other people's lives... You get light back. It's so true. That, I love that. I feel like it's just science. It just works that way. And 
however hard that may feel in the moment to try and produce that light in someone else's life, even if you feel like embarrassed or like, what will they think about me doing this? Will they think I'm being clingy? Will they think I'm being whatever? If you are producing kindness and light, you will never be in the wrong, ever. You will never be the wrong person. Hopefully this conversation has been a positive source for help for you on this topic. It is something we could go on and on and on about, but just know that you're not alone, even though a lot of times it feels that way. We are here to help as a source and a community for you. We hope that above all, you feel that from us. And yeah, we from... want to be your friend. <laughs> yeah. If you need a friend, we'll be that one. Comment on stuff so we can find you and hear about your story too. So reach out to us, like we said, on Instagram at the.mamahood or on Facebook at the Mamahood Community. And then email us. Send us your thoughts about this episode. And you can email us at themamahoodpodcast at gmail.com. You can also send us your questions. You can send us your advice. Tell us what you're thinking about the podcast. We just want to connect with you over there. And if you found any value in this episode, we would be absolutely honored if you would scroll down and leave us a review. Thank you so much for tuning in. And we can't wait to hang out with you next week. Bye.